Thank you for downloading the Blokebusters podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about films from new releases to old favourites. I'm Paul. And I'm Brian. And today we'll be talking about the latest Batman film, The Dark Knight Rises. Now, for the uh, about 1% of the people that have accidentally uh, downloaded this and are unfamiliar <laughs> uh, with the plot, uh, roughly it's uh, eight years after uh, Batman has supposedly killed Harvey Dent, and uh, he is coerced out of his solitude by Bane's antics uh, to destroy Gotham. Yeah. As you would be. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, just for those of you who haven't seen the film, stop listening, you idiots, and go and see the damn film. (laughs) Um, Because we're going to be spoiling it completely. Uh, But just as a bit of backstory, um, the first film in the trilogy, which was Batman Begins, shows um, Bruce Wayne's uh, becoming Batman, training with... uh, Arguably the finest origin film I think in yeah, very, recent very, history <laughs> very well done yeah um, training with Ra's al Ghul and then bringing that training mm-hmm. to where he learned the, how to kill wolves uh, yes, 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 yes I believe <laughs> yes uh, an essential part of being Batman yes. that. Uh, good old Liam Neeson and uh, also he learned how to comfort people as they're dying yes uh, which you know yes. very important once again, Batman does that all the time. <laughs> it's just one of the things that Liam Neeson is, you know, great yeah. at. Oh, yes. <laughs> that and love, actually. <laughs> anyway. Right, moving on. <laughs> moving on. Uh, brings his training back to Gotham, and you see the very beginnings of Batman as proper Batman, beating up mm-hmm. thugs, and... The necessity for a mask yeah. to protect... And then, of his course, butler. <laughs> yes, that's just his butler. No yes. one else, all he cared no. about. No. Um, and then you see the beginning of his relationship with Rachel, uh, mm-hmm. played by, was it? Katie Holmes in the first. Katie Holmes in the first one. Mm-hmm. And then Razogu comes back with the plan to destroy Gotham. I can't remember off the top of my head why he wants to destroy Gotham, but he has a very good reason for it. You know, they needed a clean slate <laughs> yeah. to uh, to use a phrase from The Dark Knight Rises. Oh, there we go. Yes, of course. <laughs> yes. Spoilers! <laughs> <laughs> what is the clean slate? <laughs> um, and so he manages to defeat Ra's al Ghul, and then that basically starts to um, start Batman as this vigilante who... Did they get the bat signal at the end of the first film? I think that's up there. Oh, well, you know. Yeah, I'm fairly sure that's a reveal at the end of that. <laughs> yes. And so yes. it sort of becomes him uh, as a essential part of Gotham, and then that leads into the Dark Knight. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Brian will now continue to talk about Really? I yes, didn't but... know we were uh, covering all three. But... Yeah, well, we're, just briefly, <laughs> we're just briefly going over it. Well, you see, I did not do my homework. Um, oh, there. Yeah. Uh, Need some help? Yes, I would love some okay. help, and I will chime in, sir. So All right. Well, uh, the Dark Knight has um, the the Batman has been going on. For now, who's the Dark Knight? The Dark Knight? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. A little it, confused on that. I think it's the Joker. I'm okay. Sure. Okay. Great. Uh, <laughs> All right. I think. I, okay. I'm on pace yeah, now. You got it. You got it. Okay. No. All right. All right. So Batman is still going strong. Beating up all the bad guys, and everyone's starting to be afraid of him, even yes, though the getting quite the fan club. Yes, yes yeah. quite the fan club. The, the uh, imposters. Yeah. The, 
which is uh, I thought was a good way to start that film. Really. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and mm-hmm. reestablishes that that man doesn't carry any guns, doesn't aim to kill people, yeah. and then it also introduces the character of Harvey Dent and yeah. of the Joker. Yes, played. the very unfunny Joker, I must say. Yeah. You know, quite a disappointment how unfunny and cartoonish he was. Yeah, it was uh, possibly the worst Sarcasm, for the, first listen, for the first time listening, sarcasm. Yeah. Sarcasm, <laughs> an essential part of this podcast, yes. ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yeah, possibly the no. best performance Heath Ledger gave, and such and, a shame that what yes. happened happened. And, yeah. But... Yeah, so and we will try not to dwell too much on the Joker because, as <laughs> as we know, he was not a part of the Dark Knight Rises. Unfortunately, no. Yeah. But, but it did not suffer no, from that. Did last, not. <laughs> surprisingly. There yeah. is. So we see Harvey Dent's rise as the White Knight and, uh, and Bruce Wayne deciding to give up being the Batman to be with Rachel played by Maggie Gillinghall. Maggie Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal. Yes. However you pronounce that last name. <laughs> um, Donnie Darko's sister. Exactly. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I do she, love she, that they did that in a... Yes, that exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and uh, little, little asides. Uh, also an essential part of this podcast to anyone listening. Uh, <laughs> to, to the three of you. <laughs> yeah. The three of you that might have continued listening after yes. the beginning there. Um, so yes, he... He decides to give up being the Batman, but as the Joker's plan comes to fruition, or doesn't, as you see, it actually ends up being a bit of a dud, but mm. he does end up corrupting the White Knight of Harvey Dent. Very true. And uh, Killing him, your girlfriend will do that to you? Yes, very much yeah. so. <laughs> mm-hmm. And turning him into the rather well-done... Two-faced, despite the fact that there's no way he would be able to talk properly with those injuries. <laughs> Half a face missing, you're not going to be that coherent, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah true, true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, but you anyway, get, let's see. You get to see uh, Two-Face going on a bit of a rampage, and then Batman ending up sacrificing his own image to give... Gotham, the White Knight that it needed. Yes, sir. And the only people that know what actually happened being Batman and the Commissioner and the Commissioner's son. And then that leads sort of into The Dark Knight Rises, (laughs) which picks up uh, eight years? Two, yeah, after uh, two presidential elections or (laughs) (laughs) however you want to to quantify eight years. But, uh, yeah. So, So, Overall view of the film, Brian, your thoughts? I had to say, going into it, I expected to enjoy it. I knew I was going to enjoy it. I was comfortable <laughs> with Christopher Nolan yeah. directing. He had shown he could handle it. You know, that that's his milieu, to use a fancy word. That's, yeah. you know, where he, he plays. And uh, so I knew I was going to enjoy it. I did not expect to enjoy it to the level that I did. Right. I thought the loss of Heath Ledger would be too much to overcome, that the Dark Knight set the bar too high. The loss of that one character. I I think he was that film. As much as Christian Bale (laughs) was essential, you know, but he was that second film. Completely agree. And uh, I thought the loss of him, the loss of that character, would be too much. I didn't think the audience wouldn't be invested into a villain that most people unfamiliar with the 
Batman canon would not recognize. Yeah. Um, Bane is not on the short list of Batman villains. It's not- for... You know, you think of the Joker, you think of Poison Ivy, everything, those fantastic films covered yeah. <laughs> in the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> it's just absolutely not cheesy at all, yeah. fantastically well done. Oh, yes, and it's especially, mm. I mean, Bane was mm. a part of the last film there. Yes. And uh, was but, completely faithful to the but comics. To be fair, nine people <laughs> saw that film. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, as long as you nine remember that. Yeah. But, uh,. <laughs> My point was that I didn't know if he had a lot to live up to. Big shoes to fill with the Joker. And he pulled it off, in, in my <laughs> mind. He didn't exceed it. He didn't match it. But it was up there. It was in the ballpark. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was very happy with it. Um, did not enjoy it as much as The Dark Knight. Uh, but I think that's it, it is, and, and I think that's fair. And uh, I don't know if that's what Christopher Nolan set out to do, but he did the best that I could imagine with yeah. that film. Right. And, uh, Paul, your impressions? Ditto. Uh, no. <laughs> utter <laughs> shite. <Yeah. laughs> Complete, utter garbage. My God. Um, he, he definitely had a problem going into The Dark Knight with, as you say, the loss of Heath Ledger and the Joker not being able to be a part of it because I don't think even if they were st- like wanted to do the Joker I really don't think that anyone would have even wanted to have well, taken it w- the it would have been a huge mistake to yeah. cast someone else uh, yeah, it, yeah it wouldn't it just and to do a Heath Ledger uh, Joker impression yeah uh, just yeah yeah, I, so I'm very glad that they didn't mm-hmm. even try yeah didn't mess with CGI that. didn't mess with you yeah. know anything like that and archival footage, you know, stuff yeah. like that, and you know, things you can do now. Yeah, I, well, I heard they were thinking of like possibly taking a deleted scene and maybe mm-hmm. sticking it in somewhere, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I was glad that they went with a new villain and that they gave it sort of eight years ahead so they could do more with it because I, I felt that with the, the Dark Knight, they had a very clear. So this is what the world is like, and you have Harvey Dent dying. Spoilers again at the end. Um, <laughs> the film's what six years yeah. or seven years, God, yeah, God whatever years. Yeah. yeah, please, you've seen it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he's dead at, at the end, and pinned on Batman. And so I didn't really want to come back to two months later. He's yeah. still in hiding. What do you do with that? Exactly. So it was good. They they pushed it far enough ahead. They were able to change. And it doesn't seem like Bane just comes out of nowhere. He's had eight years, presumably, to do. Well, yes, since he's spoilers. (laughs) I will stop saying that, I promise. But, uh, you know, better than the League of Shadows for, you know, his whole adult life or his. Pretty much, yeah. His whole life. And, uh, yeah, so he's obviously wanted to carry on Ra's al Ghul's. Destiny. Yeah. But. So it's like, it gave them the chance to shape Gotham into what it is at the start, which is the Harvey Dent Act exists, which means that they can actually put the bad guys into prison rather than keep them on the street because it's better than trying to arrest them. <laughs> um, yes. Which, you know. Makes no sense. No to sense me. at all. And so it was able to give us a slightly different Gotham than we were used to which also made us accept that Bruce Wayne 
has been in hiding and that Gotham at that point no longer really needs Batman which shortly after this film starts mm. it does again <laughs> very much so yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, just a touch just a little bit. <laughs> so yeah and, and then watching the film I kept trying to think like what's going to happen next how's it going because my brain will not stop doing that and I'm happy to say that for the most part I couldn't come up with what they came up with. It was. You do not good. have time to figure out yeah. too much. Most films, I my brain is always working ahead and trying yeah. to figure out where it's going. Trying, trying to pretty much ruin the experience for me. Yeah, <laughs> trying I, to I, see all the angles. I have unfortunately and ruined some films for my wife by doing exactly that. You and can't saying, keep it to yourself. Oh, like, yeah. oh, so that's what that is. She'll turn to me and be like, "Why did you say that?" Yes. Why? But th- this this film is. Such or so fast paced, and just you're constantly invested and having to pay attention. Yeah. You don't get a lot of free Downtime. mental time to work everything out. Yeah, I mean, I, I did feel like with pacing and everything, like even the slow parts of yeah, the, the film, which the, like the emotional dialogue scenes, yeah, and like things you, like Alfred. You need to pay attention, Bruce. and like especially with Alfred, I found that. It's not that you had to listen, it's that you want to listen. He, Michael Caine does such a fantastic job yeah, in this Yeah, he, he is Alfred. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, it's, I mean, obviously a fantastic actor. And, yeah. But he had yeah, no trouble. And, yeah, and I, I'm sort of hoping that they really don't do any more going back and doing Batman again because, like, uh, maybe another actor at the time will do it well, but like Michael Caine mm-hmm. as that Alfred doing what he mm-hmm. does, I think is like the best Alfred. Well, yes, the I forgive me, I don't know the actors that have played Alfred before, but there was no emotional investment into Bruce at all. No, not it was just he was the butler. He helped yeah. out. He kept the secret yeah. of Batman, and that was it. Yeah, he he washed up. At this the end. <laughs> Michael Caine was a father figure. Was you know yeah. raised him after you know his parents died or after you know and welcomed him back after yeah. you know uh, in and, Batman Begins. Yeah. And, well, there's even the um, there's the line in the Dark Knight Rises where he says that he's been looking after him and even like worrying about him since the first time he heard him crying yeah. in the halls of Wayne Manor. Yeah. So like, he has been as much a father to Bruce mm-hmm. as his own father yeah. uh, was until yeah, his he, untimely he, death. Yeah, feels the responsibility to look for out for him, and it's the only way he can get through to him yeah. is to leave. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm not going to say spoiler, even yeah. though I just did. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, it's his, he cares about him so much that, you know, obviously. He, yeah. The only way you can get through is I gotta leave. I'm not gonna sit here and watch you on your mission to kill yourself. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, right now we're but already yes. about halfway through the, the Dark Knight Rises, <laughs> and we've actually yet to bring up the introduction of the new Catwoman, although, how many times is she referred to as Catwoman in the film? Like, once? They, re- they really don't touch he, on it. He calls her a cat burglar at the... Uh... The fundraiser thing, yeah. hosted by Marion Cotillard, um, Frenchie, whatever, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that one. Yeah, that one. Uh, yeah, I just call her Frenchie. Yeah. 
Uh, Miranda. Yes. Miranda. Thank you. Uh, there we go. <laughs> Thank you, IMDb, which oh, is yes. not pulled up at all right now. No, no, no. We're, we're not going to be using that <laughs> because ever. Because I am not DB, but I am BK. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, he does call her a cat burglar when he's dancing with her, uh, I believe. That's yeah. when he does it. But I don't know that Catwoman has ever said. I, which, um, which I think is a very good way of going about <laughs> it, because obviously the uh, Catwoman from the other Batman films... Uh, you're very subtle that character oh yes no puns about cats or claws or anything like that yeah and uh <laughs> to be honest the costume department there must have been their finest hour when they made that patched together leather suit that really are you talking yeah. about the holly berry one or not the holly berry one okay the, the pfeiffer talking about the pfeiffer one okay i mean um if we're going to halle berry just don't watch it I have not seen it. I saw the trailer, and I was injured by that. So. I, I have seen it, and it's about an hour and a half of my life I wish I had back. <laughs> I wish you had been staring at a wall. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe paint drying would have been as interesting, if not as, also. Yes. As, you know, you think Holly Berry. <laughs> hey, I'll watch that. No, sorry. And uh, also, apologies to any listeners who might hear a dog barking for now. And again, that will be my it's just a nervous dog, stick of mine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Brian keeps stepping on her. Oh, uh-huh. sorry. Yes. So yeah. Um, anyway, Catwoman. Yes. yes. So Catwoman. Um, yeah, I thought that the way they handled Catwoman in this film was fantastic. They had a woman who, like, you wouldn't have thought. Catwoman material. No, when I heard of her casting, I thought, big mistake, honestly. I did not think that was going to work out, Uh, you know. And then the first scene you see her, she is playing a very elegant burglar. And so you think, okay, so she's just a thief in this one. And then as the film goes on, you really see her playing the polar opposite role. She does the one sort of, oh, help me, damsel in distress moment. the Princess Diaries, Anne Hathaway. (laughs) And then shortly after that, you see her double-crossing. You see her actually having even trouble with the double-crossing as well when she does it. And That's that. She has a conscience. Yeah, so the the actual Catwoman of the comics even. Like, you know, a very dual life, as it were. Um, And that's obviously not something that has been touched on before, despite the fact it's in the original material. But uh, I was impressed and blown away by the fact that Anne Hathaway was able to mm-hmm. <laughs> to play this role when I've only ever seen her in, I think, The Princess Diaries. She was the White Queen in the recent well, she, she uh, she Alice was in Wonderland. really good in Brokeback Mountain. That uh, is one I have not seen, Okay, she was great in that. Uh, Havoc, which was pretty out of, way out of her comfort zone at the time. Um, not a fantastic movie in my estimation but i thought she delivered a pretty good performance but uh yeah i know uh kevin smith has gone over this um you know he was concerned that she didn't have the ears when he saw the first picture of her yeah and he has pointed out i'm just reiterating this when she flips her little goggles up yeah it makes ears which is very well done nolan very (laughs) very sneaky but very well done and also um I didn't notice this my first time. I don't know if you saw it at all. Uh, but my wife pointed out that there's one point where she doesn't have the goggles, but how she has her hair. I think it might be at the first ball. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But 
when she turns her head, the hair makes two points as well. <laughs> ah, I did not catch that. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking this, um, I should say that yesterday I saw the film for the second time, so it's fresh, and I, you know, I just wanted to recall everything, but yeah, I was looking for things. Looking for other... I was looking for little clues, maybe other homages or tributes to right. previous performances, or and I didn't catch a whole lot. I tried to kind of make Selena Kyle an anagram or something, you know, yeah. just kind of <laughs> like, hmm, couldn't do it. I don't know. If uh, anyone out there, you know, correct us, criticize us, you know, tell tell us uh, what you saw. But uh, Catwoman, anything else you want to discuss on Anne Hathaway there? Um, Anne Hathaway? I don't think so. I Let's uh, move on to Blake. Yeah, Blake. Blake. <laughs> a, very, a very sort of out there, I think, they went with Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who um, is... A fine actor. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have said, especially before this film. I wouldn't have said like, you know, brilliant actor, absolutely amazing. But uh, quite a fine actor. Had several um, good roles. I actually I enjoyed Five Hundred Days of Summer solely because of Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I thought he was quite good in that film and played it quite well. Oh. <laughs> um, Zoe but... isn't bad either. I I don't. I, I am a Zoe fan, so I will admit that <laughs> many times throughout the history of this podcast if we are allowed to have a history right. <laughs> I mean, I, obviously I knew him best from um, Third Rock from the Sun and uh, uh, well did you ever see uh, Brick that Brick? was I did not know but fantastic I heard, yeah. independent uh, film yeah the uh, you know a kind of film noir yeah um, uh, I, I've heard a lot of it homage <laughs> type yeah. thing but yes yeah, it's, it's fantastic and that was Really, his the first blip on the radar screen for me since Third Rock since from the Sun, right. and uh, I know he'd had other bits and things, but uh, yeah, not too much. Yeah, so he he is Blake, and the first time you see him, pretty much is is the first time you see him. Him pretty much then immediately goes to Bruce Wayne and says, "I know you're Batman." <laughs> Isn't that I, almost his first <laughs> shot on screen? It's him walking up to the manor and being like, I well, He was introduced the before then. Um, I know he yeah. was introduced b- before then, but not much before then. Yeah, he, like you see him and it's like, oh, it's Joseph Gordon Levitt. Oh, yeah. he's going to Batman. Mm-hmm. Oh, he knows it's Batman. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Not, not, yeah. uh, not a huge amount of uh, yes. uh, setup <laughs> in the and, beginning. Yes, and. Uh, Everyone, I should say, if you haven't seen the film, knows he is Batman. But yeah. <laughs> is playing none the wiser. Yeah. <laughs> wink, wink, we don't know. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yes, uh, apparently the commissioner, who has fantastic detective skills, yeah. is the has... last man in Gotham to figure out yeah. <laughs> who Batman is. <laughs> Even Oops. after, yeah. end of the movie, big spoiler alert, Batman and Bruce simultaneously yeah. die. <laughs> but who was Batman? We'll never know. know. Let's just make this statue. And uh, yeah, yeah. I, I did love that the commissioner who has worked his way through the police force as being a fantastic detective has done all the his own legwork most of the time. Has like really worked hard to get all these things going. The last thing that Bruce Wayne slash Batman ever says to him is the only thing to spark in his head Batman Bruce Wayne <laughs> I'm sorry no yes, and it's a memory from like 30 years ago <laughs> yeah it, it is the fact that he gave his coat to the young Bruce Wayne after his parents died 
Like, yeah. wow. Okay. That must have been the only kid he ever put a coat around. <laughs> it's like, oh, Batman was actually Joseph Johnson from down the street. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you have to be more specific. I've put a lot of coats on kids. But anyway, um, so yes, Blake is, I would say, a fairly solid character, although very much falls into the sidekick role, surprisingly enough, knowing that, uh, again, at the end of the film, we find out that he is Robin, despite the fact that anyone that knows the character of Robin knows his last name is Blake, and mm-hmm. will probably have worked it out by then. But anyway... Yes. But if you're just enjoying the film, it, it, yeah. it, there aren't really any dead giveaways. They don't try not, to show their hand too yeah. early. It's not like, oh, what's your favorite color? Robin's yeah. a blue. <laughs> like, yes. um, I did feel it was slightly tacked on the ending, like... Oh, you really should go by your first name. Well, they had Robin. to show at the end. <laughs> yeah. There had to be something there. To, oh, yes. It's just, I, I'm sure if they'd given the script meeting another hour, they might have come up with something mm-hmm. short of... What was he doing? <laughs> Going to the DMV up, or something? Uh, he was picking up his luggage in the coordinates. I think in that were the coordinates for ah, the, yes. the Batcave. <laughs> yes, but, uh, <laughs> just picking up a luggage, and the person at the desk that you've mm-hmm. never seen before said... Oh, Robin's a much better name. Because <laughs> she's the one person that thinks that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you should go by that ambiguously, uh, you know, gender... Yeah, gen- <laughs> gender neutral name, name yes. that you have clearly Robin. discarded. Yes, that you clearly hate. You should, N- nobody ever... You should listen to this stranger. You, I like it. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, from that very first discussion he has with Bruce in Wayne Manor, I was uh, on board with him as yeah. Blake. Because, like... With Anne Hathaway, I wasn't so sure about him in the role. But he played that scene very well about how they're both orphans, how he knows what it's like to be angry in your bones. Yeah. And, you know, you have to just pretend for people to fake it and to put on a smile. Very much the original Mm. Batman that we saw at the beginning of the film before he'd had his training. Just Mm. this is what Batman was like, as opposed to the Batman we see at the other side of the table. Almost like old Batman talking to his younger self, trying to reason with him. Although this uh, Blake character is a very persistent young man who uh, is sort of the goody-two-shoes cop character that you see every now and again. To, yeah, he, for, yeah for he's not a uh, direct, you know, rip-off yeah. of that. Yeah, but. not a perfect attendance, like, you know has increased the number of prisoners in the cells overnight type thing. Actually, he's such a good cop that the structure of the police force is not enough for him. Yes. <laughs> that, that, yes, know, he, he has he come to realize very much the so, justice system. Which, uh, you know, as, if you really think about it, any non-corrupt cop really would be fed up with the system in Gotham. Yes, even after... The very the, few victories you get. <laughs> yes. Even after the Harvey Dent Act, um, there's still... A lot of well, we're going to leave this one alone because we can get this small one. It's like no, get the big one, like <laughs> cut the head off, as it were. <laughs> but uh, only Blake and the commissioner really seem to see it that way. And even the commissioner has kind of given up after the events at the end of uh, the Dark Knight. So yeah, definitely a good character. And I like based on Joseph Gordon-Levitt's performance I would actually be very interested to see him doing even a spin-off like maybe as a Robin not backstory but a Robin origin story taking 
the Batcave that he finds and making his own thing with it. I mean, I no, doubt it see, would the, make a trilogy. The, the <laughs> end of the film does leave it open to interpretation. Even though he is Robin, the thought occurred to me, he, might, he could take on the role of Batman. He might become Batman. Like a um, Dread Pirates Roberts kind of thing, yeah. a la Princess Bride. Right. You know, it's an idea. It's not one person. You know, it's you know just kind of inherited. Yeah. And uh, I could see it going that way. Yeah, I mean, they could... They could start off again. That would definitely be a new idea. Yeah, it would be Robin. And we wouldn't have to see him in purple and yellow. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully. Yeah. Yes, I mean, I'm sure there are those of you out there that would enjoy the sauce. uh, The same people that love the name Robin. (laughs) Yes, yes. Probably. I'm sure he'll go back to that woman. Apologize to all Robins out there. I don't need your hate mail. Yeah. Well, we'll get it anyway. Well, we'll, yes. <laughs> the one person that is listening to this is named Robin. Yes. And we're just completely the turned them the off. The only person that made it this far. We've alienated them. Oh, no. He will never tell his friends. Uh, well, he doesn't have any friends. He's named right, Robin. Yeah. <laughs> Destined to be alone. Sorry, Robin. Yeah. Change it to Blake. Sign up. Um, I would say the one other sort of major character before we get onto the villain would be Commissioner Gordon. Played fantastically <laughs> by Gary this, Oldman. This so. newcomer, Gary Oldman, <laughs> yeah. watch out for him. Yeah, I'm, I'm He's sure. He's going to have a big career ahead yeah. of him. <laughs> Done fuck all before now. <laughs> ah, the first fuck of the podcast. Thank you. I uh, thought it would surely go to me. Oh, no. But, all right. That has to be the English. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Um, Gary Oldman, well within his capabilities. Yeah. But uh, still, Commissioner Gordon can come off. Yeah, very um, cheesy. You can come off very. I've seen this before. Yeah, I mean, I, I even when say, he was police officer Gordon yeah. and or deputy or whatever he yeah. was in Batman Begins, yeah, was he just I, officer. I would uh, say that um, like very very good role. I would say not not trying to bring the second film into it that much, but I would say the second film had the best Commissioner Gordon, especially given obviously he had to fake his own death to protect his family. Um, and just the way that he is in that, the way he is in this film, uh, I understand that they are focusing on the fact that he is keeping the secret that Harvey Dent wasn't <laughs> this shining knight. Yeah, but I, I did feel that they sort of made the character almost give up, as it were. <laughs> like he's still doing his job and he's still trying to go. But you obviously hear the people saying, "Oh, the mayor's going to be getting rid of him because they don't need him anymore." Uh, when he's in the hospital later in the film, he's yeah, very I thought, much, well, is he really uh, going to be in the hospital this whole movie? <laughs> <laughs> occurred to me. Like, I mean, the, the most get to it he is in the entire film is when the two thugs come in to kill him. Blake turns up and he's disarmed the guards mm-hmm. and said, "You're coming with me." That was the one point where I was like, "Ah, this is the Commissioner mm-hmm. Gordon that I really liked." So far, he's been a bit broody. Just a little bit. Yeah. I mean, understandably so, I suppose, but they did seem to focus solely on that more than him as a character. But still, I mean, Gary Oldman, fantastic as Commissioner Gordon. Yes, <laughs> I, I would have to completely agree with you there. Uh, now, on to, on to Bane. Bane. Yes, the main antagonist of the film. <laughs> yes. I would have to say, yes. Emphasis <laughs> on Bane there. Who were the others? <laughs> Other than Daggerton, yes, I guess. Daggerton, yeah. Miranda, eventually. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that... After she got herself a little piece of Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Actually, sod it. On to Miranda. 
briefly because really it's a brief character. Where the fuck did that twist come from? It's like, oh, I'm this nice person. I'm actually Razagu's daughter. I'm dead. It's like, how I gotta say that. I mean, speaking maybe of, if I'm going viewing. to nitpick on little things, obviously I love the film. Yeah. One of the worst dying scenes I've ever seen in my life. It was, yeah. as you would imagine, with a Super 8 camera being 12 years old, and just, uh, and then your head cocks to the side, nice yeah. close. She's just talking, and then she's, dick. Yeah. It, there were, I saw it maybe with 15 people yesterday, and there were a good portion of them that laughed at that part. Yeah. Uh, takes you out of it for a little bit. But yeah, I I guess I I could understand it when she said it, but really, I did. It was a bit... You did see it telegraphed, didn't you? I, I, or yeah. at least I knew there was a fairly bit. early that she was a Bond villain. Yeah. <laughs> that you know, that being the woman yeah. is always going to screw you over. Oh yeah, but especially I'm... the French ones. Yeah, was it? Sorry, I'm... French Robin. Because yeah. <laughs> of course, Robin is French. <laughs> Why wouldn't he be? Yeah, because yeah, I. It was just that. Uh, like she was on screen for I can't say more than about seven minutes before she reveals herself as the background villain that's been coordinating the whole thing, and I really did think you could have given her just a bit more screen time, just a bit more backstory. The, oh, the movie wasn't long enough for you, are you saying? <laughs> well, no, no, I'm, I'm not what? saying that at all. Just may, maybe, maybe take out a, a few seconds here and there of establishing shot. Just to give a bit more character development. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> but anyway, we, we are not directors. Yeah. Mm, not, so yes, yeah. moving so on, on to, to Bane. Bane. Um, uh, voiced by Sean Connery, as we all know. <laughs> Tom Hardy played, voiced by Sean Connery, the Darth Vader type thing. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed Bane. And I have to say, I was not super familiar with Tom Hardy. I'd no, known I, him from a couple of movies. I have heard the uh, name. Inception. Yeah. Uh, Eames, I think he was yeah. in that. And um, uh, Rock and Rolla, he was in, yeah. which I hope you have seen. I don't know. Uh, no comment. Do your, okay, all right, all right. The Brit has not seen Rock and Rolla, <laughs> and I have. Uh, all right, and uh, but yeah, I mean, he. I I don't know the Bane from the comics super super well, but I just enjoyed this um, incarnation of Bane as a man who clearly has nothing to lose. And almost no conscience. I say almost because we mm. know that he is working and mm-hmm. cares for th- this Miranda yeah. character. But yeah. apart from that, he does not care. He no, he, do... he views himself as a necessary evil. I mean, with the League of Shadows mission statement, the, the underlying yeah. is a wish to do good by extremely radical and violent yeah. <laughs> yeah. means. There, there has to be the big bad event before the good can come from it so and you do see a bit of weakness in him when it is revealed that miranda you know he cared for her and you know there is a little wetness in the eyes there he doesn't you know no tears but you know he it's clear he's fond of her you know Uh, i also found it was kind of an interesting thing because you find out that obviously you think that bane is the child that climbed up the wall from the prison when it wasn't, but... Well, it's because they know, tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you think it's because you were told that. But, obviously, Batman comes back from having climbed out, and mm-hmm. you start, and then he fights Bane, and you seem to realize that Batman is on par, if not a little bit stronger than Bane now, because Batman also is just fighting for good. Rather than fighting to protect, he is fighting to... 
just be good and to destroy this one thing, being Bane. I did enjoy the fact that there was a behind-the-scenes person. Obviously, I wish it had been more fleshed out, but anyway, that's another anyway, topic. The, the, <laughs> real quick on the voice. Um, yeah. First time I saw it, I caught maybe 50% of the dialogue, I'd say. Yeah. Um, I, I can understand he was angry. That's <laughs> like angry or whimsically being violent. But uh, second time around, I would say I caught about... 80 to 90 percent of the dialogue i did pick up a lot more there were still yeah. a couple of sentences that i was like hmm? yeah come again <laughs> get that biscuit out of your mouth sean connery <laughs> yeah. i i don't know if because it appears to have a slight scottish dialect to it mm-hmm. i didn't find it too difficult to understand him I, it also might be because there's a fair bit of bass to it, and I tend to do better myself with voices with bass in. But like, I, I enjoyed the voice, but I do definitely understand that most people would have trouble with it, and that it can possibly and get. From what I understand, it was much worse than yeah. what it ended up being. Yeah. But uh, not necessarily though as bad as worse. Where are the other drugs? <laughs> And I don't love. And did you notice when Batman goes to visit? Uh, well, he's impromptu Batman when he visits Gordon in the hospital. He puts a little yeah. black, you know, ski mask on, and he's using the Bruce Wayne voice. Yes, he's whispering in Bruce, the Bruce yeah. Wayne voice. Just a little bit deeper. Still maybe, no but, clue. Yeah. <laughs> Commissioner Gordon apparently too traumatized by his injuries. Yes, but uh, the Commissioner yeah. Gordon who has spoken to Bruce Wayne several times. And uh, how does Bane eat? Was the other thing that has been brought up to me? Um. Osmosis. <laughs> he just smacks a slice of pizza against his face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Intravenously, I suppose. But uh, uh, anything... I don't think there's anything else. I would just briefly say, possibly the best villain they could have gone for with Joker being out, being out mm-hmm. obviously. Um, a very good yeah. choice of villain <laughs> with what they did there. So, real quick, apologies to Mr. Fox. We did yeah. not get to you. <laughs> Morgan Freeman, yeah. you know. Maybe, maybe the next time we could do a Batman yes. retrospective. Matthew yeah. Modine, you know. Yeah, yeah sorry yeah. to you. And yeah, that's as far as down as the cast list yeah. as I'm going to go. Well, yes. <laughs> Today we were just focusing on those sort of meat. <laughs> yes, the meat and potatoes, not yeah. the veggies. Yeah. And also, very briefly, I just want to point out the ending. Um, I get the ending, and I thought it was an okay way to finish I, the film. I think it was a bit of a tease for oh. it to be supposedly the last, yeah. and then it to be set up like there's going to be another one. Yeah. The one thing I wish they had cut out is Lucius Fox talking to the engineers and the engineer tells him oh the autopilot was fixed six months ago if that wasn't in there and you still you, you wanted had, it more ambiguous I, I wanted that not to be in there and still have the scene with um, Michael Caine at the dance seeing yeah. him there. so because you could think is it a hallucination yeah because yeah now you know it's real yeah that, yeah because that scene immediately I, followed the I wouldn't be <laughs> surprised if you were to find out that was a studio recommendation Probably. That you need a clear-cut, happier ending. Yeah, because Christopher Nolan, with the, some of the films he's done, I yeah, I, I would have thought he would have gone with not having that in there. Like yeah. may, maybe, having, it, maybe having Lucius Fox at the funeral smiling or something, so he mm-hmm. knows something, but mm-hmm. he's not saying it. And mm-hmm. then have Michael Caine seeing uh, mm-hmm. Batman and Catwoman, um, which, or, where did that yeah. come from? <laughs> <laughs> or something like, Batman has died. Yeah. <laughs> Today. Yeah, so proof. So that, you know, there are clues that it probably is okay, but yeah. no definite. Yeah, but, uh, unlike 
a lot of people I know, I'm comfortable with those ambiguous endings. I'm comfortable making my own judgments about what happened. I don't need yeah, to necessarily I, be told. I, I like those films as well. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I was fine with, you know, I in my mind, he was alive. Whether yeah. he, whether that autopilot whether scene that was in there or not, <laughs> to me, he had lived. Right. And, you know. He'd been able to yeah. get out. Because right, right at the beginning sense. when Fox said it needs a less busy mind to fix the autopilot, yeah. i.e. you. Yeah. And, you know. <laughs> You're given a little doubt when he tells Catwoman that yeah, I that, haven't. That, oh, there's no autopilot. Uh, yeah. But uh, but I yeah, it's, I don't understand why he said that. Other I, than I, he I, wants Batman to disappear. Well, I, I I get that as well because she wants to disappear as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he wants the he clean slate back, as well. If he comes back when she thinks he's dead, mm-hmm. then surely everyone's going to think he's dead and she can disappear with him. Yeah. So Very I, I can get that. And again, that would have made it even more ambiguous at the end, like because he would have seen the two of them together, and then you think, you know, okay, well maybe they are alive because they're both there, but how would he know? Like, you know, <laughs> maybe he just saw him being happy at the dance with her and put that in his head, and then you see it. But uh, but right. still, I mean, with the exception of that one line, I thought a good sort of compilation of ending for the characters and. Possibly new beginning for possibly Robin. for uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yes, um, and uh, so should we get on to our ratings? I think so. I, I'll uh, explain this quickly as I have come up uh, with, come up with this uh, about an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, each film is going to start off with a score of zero. That is perfection, uh, or as close to perfection as you could hope to get. For every little thing that Paul or I don't like, obviously we will rate these independently, but for each little thing that we don't care for, we don't like, there will be minor deductions starting at minus 0.1 through minus 0.5, and then from there on in minus 0.5 increments, up to negative 20, I believe we decided. Yeah, Unless, of course, there was a film that we just... We just need to tack on like a minus 500 or something. (laughs) So I will start, and I will give The Dark Knight Rises minus 0.3. Point three. Minus yeah. point three. I think it was one of the best action films that I've ever seen. Dark Knight being probably the best action <laughs> film I've ever seen. American, or at least I'll say. Right, okay. okay. <laughs> and I would probably go, after talking about it, as we have been, uh, I'm going to amend my initial one. I'm going to go with minus 0.4. I mean, I had just a couple of little niggles, maybe a couple more than you did, but I definitely wouldn't want to go to, say, minus one because I don't think there's that many things wrong with it. And even just talking, there were a couple of things that you actually answered for me. Having seen it the second time, you were able to give that perspective, so that worked out quite well. So yeah, minus 0.4 from me and The Dark Knight being probably minus 0.4. Three again, mm-hmm. 0.2, something like that. <laughs> Very high up there. Yes. So, well done once well again, done. Christopher Nolan. Wait, <laughs> yes, wait for the three-pack to come out before you people buy it on Blu-ray. Come on, you're going to waste $30. <laughs> right. Even um, though I probably wouldn't I myself. Probably, yeah, I prob- <laughs> that's for you people. I'm going to do it anyway. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, but uh, definitely a per- one worth buying and yeah. owning. <laughs> one watch- watching even, multiple times. Yeah, even going to see, I'm sure it will be at the dollars. I, yeah, I would have soon. no problem going to see it in the theater one or two more times. Yeah. And I don't do that with movies no, very yeah, often. I, I want to go and see it twice. I've never been to the cinema to see a film twice, mainly because I've never been able to. <laughs> but now that I am able to, I probably will. <laughs> and very so, true. yeah. Well, that was our review of The Dark Knight Rises. Thoughts? And of a couple of 
of other films as well. <laughs> yes. That, that will probably be a staple of our podcast as well. I believe so. Alright, so my name was Paul. And I'm Brian. And thank you for listening. See you next time.